Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives, and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's Word, pick the Scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? everybody and welcome to another podcast episode of Walk by Faith with Diana. Today we're going to be in the book of Matthew and we're going to be looking at chapter 23 and probably go through verse 11. There are so many truths in that little passage of scripture talking about um, who the Lord is, who our teacher is, who our father is, who our leader is, and that we don't forget um, who that person should be in our lives and that we don't allow things to go to our heads, so to speak, that we don't allow people's accolades, people's view of us, um, whatever position the Lord has put us in, that we don't allow that to become most important. What is really important in our lives is how we serve the Lord. And when we serve others and we serve them well, we serve the Lord. So it's very important that we remember that. It's important for us to not only um, know what to do, but to actually do what we're supposed to do instead of telling others what to do. It's so important that we don't point the finger at other people um, for whatever reason and think that we are above all of that. So as as we get started today, I just want us to keep those things in mind. um, And we're going to go to the Lord in prayer, ask him to show us some things and teach us some things today um, and just dig into his word and see where he takes us in these verses. I love these verses because they just hit home to me in such a way that that just keeps me humble. Let's pray. Lord, I just, I thank you that your word is real, that your word is true, that it is convicting, that it opens my eyes to see where I need to improve, where I'm doing the wrong thing, where my thoughts are not right, that your word shows me that. Thank you for the reminder that I am not to become puffed up, that if you put me in any kind of leadership role, if you put me in any kind of teaching um, position where I can show people what your word says, that all of that comes from you, that my position is nothing, that I am to show you to people. Thank you, oh God. Thank you. Prayerful for the people who are listening today. You know their walk with you. You know what positions they have. You know what you've called them to do. You know where they are in their hearts and in their minds. 
I just thank you that you know them. I pray that you would speak to them in a way as we go through this podcast today, as we search your scripture, as we see what you have to say, that we would be hungry for you and not for the accolades of other people, not for other people to put us somewhere that we were never meant to be on some kind of high and lifted up pedestal, that we are to lift you up high in our lives so that people can see you and not us. That though we understand that people will see us, we need to then turn them to you. Thank you, O God, that you love us, that you've left your word for us to live by. In Jesus' name, amen. So today we're going to be talking about um, some of the religious leaders that had um, put themselves in positions of authority and then told the people what to do, but they decided not to do it and how real that is in our own lives. Not only do we see people doing that, but we ourselves do that often. So it's important that we stay humble before the Lord and remember who he is. So before we go any further, let's go ahead and just dig into the scripture and start and stop as the Lord sees fit. Um, I love to just take a verse and just sit in it for as long as he, he will leave me there. And sometimes that's for a really long time. Sometimes it's not. But today, there are just so many little truth nuggets in there that we can pull out. And that's what I want to do. So let's start reading in Matthew chapter 23. Verse 1 says, Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples. Now let's stop there for a minute and just talk about that. It says that Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples. Now, in one way of thinking, that's really two different audiences because the disciples knew Jesus better than the crowds would know him. So what they may take away from a sermon that he would preach or from something that he would be saying might be different than what the crowds who are just coming to listen to Jesus would take away with. It's important that we understand that in that first verse, Jesus had a message for the crowds and he had a message for his disciples and that we can kind of pick those two apart because he was so clearly telling the crowds to be aware that the Pharisees had given them right information, but their own deeds did not reflect that they believed the laws and that they would adhere to what the law said to do. And he was reminding the disciples too, I think, in all of that, that they are not teachers. They are not rabbis. They are not the father. They are not the leaders that God is. Um, And he did not want them to become puffed up. So it's interesting that that first verse in my heart and in my mind had such a message in it. Now, I am 59 and I accepted Christ when I was 12 years old. So in any type of small group setting in church, um, in pretty much any group setting that we find ourselves in, there are going to be people that are at different levels in their walk with the Lord. I, having accepted Christ at 12 years old, should be more mature in my walk with the Lord than someone who has just accepted Christ. So we may hear the same message, 
but get something totally different. The Holy Spirit may use it in my life totally different um, than what he would use it in a, a new believer's life or someone who's only walked with the Lord for a short time. And also, the Holy Spirit knows where we are in our walk with the Lord. He knows what's going on in our lives. So that's what makes the relationship with Jesus so personal in my heart and in my mind is that he knows. So in that first verse, he had a message not only for the crowds, he spoke to the crowds and also to his disciples saying, verse two, the scribes and the Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. And I want to look at that also because he says that the scribes and Pharisees who would be the religious leaders of that time had set themselves in the chair of Moses. Now, Moses is the one who brought the law down from the mountain. He's the one who gave them the Ten Commandments. So they looked at him as the one who would be the um, giver of the law, the knower of the law. And um, they would look to him. So they put themselves in the chair of Moses. And it says that they seated themselves. We need to be very careful what seat we set ourselves in. Where am I seating myself? Do I need to be in the seat that I'm seating myself in? It's very interesting that he said they seated themselves in the chair of Moses. And then verse three says, therefore, all that they tell you do and observe, but do not do according to their deeds for they say things and do not do them. Now, that is very, very interesting because they were giving the people the right law. They were saying all the right things. They were telling them to do the right things, but they themselves were not doing them. And we need to be very careful in that because we need to do what the Lord would have us do. We need to be obedient to his word we need to look at our relationship with Jesus, know where we are in our relationship with Jesus before we can really look at anyone else and tell them anything. It is very important to remember that Jesus sees what we do. He hears what we say and he knows what we do. So he knows whether our actions line up with our words. And just like he was saying there, do what they do, do what they say, but do not do according to their deeds. Now, there's another thing there that I want us to look at before we move any further. When someone, a human being, a person is teaching me something because we have the Holy Spirit who lives in us, they may very well be teaching us the right thing. They may very well be teaching us scripture. But their lives may not line up with what they teach. Now, it's important for me in that to make sure that I am watching the Lord, that I am listening to what the Lord says, not watching what another person does, because people will let you down. People will hurt you. People will do the wrong thing. 
We don't know another person's heart. We go by what they do, but we cannot allow what we see in other people to shake us to our core so that we look at them and make their actions and and what they do more important than what we know the Lord says do. So a, a person who does all the wrong things may very well be speaking all the right things. And I have to determine in my own life that I am going to obey what the Lord says do. So if they're speaking scripture, if they're speaking the right law, as in this situation where, the, where Jesus said, you can do what they say do, but don't go by their actions. He's saying the same thing to me. No God's word, know when someone is teaching you and saying the right word of God, but don't go by that person's actions. We are to look to God. Now let's look at verse four. They tie up heavy burdens and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are unwilling to move them with so much as a finger. And that is really speaking to the fact that some people are very quick to tell you what the right thing to do is. They're very quick to tell you what you should do, but they will not do that themselves. They will not obey the Lord. They will not allow the Holy Spirit to make a change in their own lives. They won't do that, but they will put a heavy burden on you to do it. That's why our relationship with Jesus is so important. Not my relationship with that person, that it becomes so strong that it outweighs my relationship with God. Because again, people will hurt you. People will do the wrong thing. Intentional or unintentional, a lot of times it doesn't matter. The outcome is the same. Let's look at verse 5. But they do all their deeds to be noticed by men, for they broaden their phylacteries and lengthen the tassels of their garments. Now that reminded me, and I had to chuckle a little bit when I was reading it, because for one thing, people do a lot of things to be noticed by other people. I mean, look at social media. We so often post things, just say on Facebook or other social media sites, or we'll put an Instagram out there or something that we do to be noticed by other people. And then we're constantly going back to check and see how many likes did we get? How many shares did we get? What did anyone notice it? So we do a lot of what we do is geared towards other people noticing it. And I'm not saying that's all bad. I'm just saying that we have to be very careful that we don't allow that to become the main goal behind what we do. Because the only audience that really matters is Jesus. Did Jesus like what I said? That's very important in our lives. Not what other people enjoy seeing or watching or seeing on our Facebook page. It's not about that. I went through that a little bit with the podcasts and the devotionals that I do. For a while, I didn't really want to do this on any kind of public forum just because I was afraid I'd get caught up in the numbers. And I was afraid that I, I would make it a numbers thing for me to see how many people were downloading the podcast or how many people went to the website or, or whatever it might be. And, and the Lord just really spoke to my heart and I knew that it was time to do it, but I go before him often and just pray, Lord, keep me humble. I don't look at numbers. 
I don't know how many people see the podcast. I don't know how many people look at the website. I don't know how many downloads. I don't know. I very rarely look at those numbers. From time to time, I'll see something pop up and I'll look at that. But then, but then I quickly realize it's like God will use my life for whatever he sees fit. That he knows the one person or the hundreds of people that need to hear a word from him and how he's worked in my own life. So it's important that we do not do things for the sole purpose of having people notice us. It's very important that we, we remember not to strut. That's kind of how I was, I was chuckling about this verse a little bit because it says, um, for they broaden their phylacteries and lengthen the tassels of their garments. And it just reminded me of someone kind of rearing back their shoulders and kind of strutting their stuff. And that's what it reminded me of. And I so pray that, that the Lord will help me stay humble in him because he is the one who allows us to live the life that we live. He's the one who gives us the blessings that we have. And if he never blesses us in our own definition of blessing, if we never get any of those blessings again in this life, God allowing his son to be the sacrifice for our sin is enough. And I'm so grateful for that. Let's look at verse 6. They love the place of honor at banquets and the chief seats in the synagogues and respectful greetings in the marketplaces and being called rabbi by men. They love the attention. We sometimes love the attention. We want that title. They wanted that title. It's we begin to see things differently if we turn our focus from Jesus and what he would have us do and turn it on to the attention that we may or may not be getting, it's very important that we stay focused on the Lord and that we don't look so much at what people are doing to follow behind them, but to hear what the Lord says to us through his word. It's very important that we do that. I love verse 8 because then it he just goes into the fact that we cannot set people up in our hearts and in our minds as the authority over everything. We can't. Our pastor cannot be the one that we think is right about everything. Our pastor cannot be the one that feeds us all the time. We must go to the Lord ourselves and we must go to his word. Our small group leader is a person just like we are. So we can't put them in such a position in our hearts and in our minds that they are the know-all end-all because they're not. Only God is. Only the Holy Spirit is. Only Jesus is. People will fail. People will make mistakes. We all do. We all do. So we have to stay focused on the Lord and what his word says and what his law is, regardless of the actions of other people. It doesn't matter what they do. We have to stay focused on the Lord. Verse eight says, but do not be called rabbi for one is your teacher and you are all brothers. We're all the same. We only have one teacher. Even the pastor is taught by the teacher, God. 
The Holy Spirit is the one who teaches all of us. And the same Holy Spirit who lives in our pastor, our group leader, um, the worship leaders, whomever, the same Holy Spirit who leads them and teaches them lives in us if we have accepted Christ as our Savior. Verse 9 says, Do not call anyone on earth your father. And that's simply saying not to put anyone on this earth in a place of that much authority in your life that you're not listening to God because that person can be wrong. We cannot put any person on this earth in such a place in our hearts and in our minds that they are above the Lord and what the Lord says to do, because they may speak all the right things, but their heart may not be where it needs to be. They may say all the right things, but then their actions are completely opposite from what they say. So we have to be very careful not to place so much attention on a person and that we just completely fall apart when they have, when they make a mistake or they do the wrong thing. It's very important. For one is your father, he who is in heaven. He's saying that God is our father. He is the only one. God is the only one that should hold that position in our lives. God will not leave us. He will not forsake us. He knows everything. He is everywhere. He is our father. And he's the only one that can hold that position and we'll never be knocked down from it. We have to do the same thing in our lives. We have to put God in the position of authority in our lives. He is the one who is the Father, the Father. Verse 10 says, Do not be called leaders, for one is your leader, that is Christ. So Jesus is the one who is the leader. He is the one who leads us, when we make him Lord of our life, he is the one who should be leading the small group leader, the Sunday school teacher, the worship leader, the pastor, the associate pastors, all of the people in any type of leadership role are under the authority of Jesus as the only true leader. We have to remember that because we will start looking at people as if they can do no wrong and people can do wrong. People are wrong. People make mistakes. People willfully disobey the Lord. But when they do, if they're a person that we've been following or looking at or thinking that they um, are our leader, if we're not very careful when they fall or make a mistake, then that just completely turns our hearts and our minds away from the Lord. It's so important that we not allow that to happen. Now, let's look at verse 11, because that is the verse that really touched my heart in all of this. Verse 11 says, but the greatest among you shall be your servant. If we will stay humble before the Lord and allow him to put us in whatever place of authority, whatever leadership role, whatever it might be, if we will stay humble before him and have a servant heart and realize that Jesus himself washed the feet of his disciples. He washed Judas's feet and Judas 
is the one who betrayed him. How many times do we betray him? And he served us on that cross when he came to this earth and died on the cross for our sins. What a servant heart. I can just imagine in my heart how he is saying to God, I'll go. I want to bring them home with me. I'll go. What a servant heart. My prayer as we close this podcast today is that we ask God to give us a servant heart, that we look at others and say, how can I serve you, Lord, by serving that person? That we don't look at the people who are in places of leadership or um places of authority in our lives, that we don't look at them as if they're better than anyone or anything or that they can make no mistakes, but that we look at them with a servant heart and pray for them and serve them in a way that we fall before our knees and and pray for them. And in so doing, we're serving the Lord. The Lord is the, the ultimate leader, the only father. He is the only teacher. He is the one that we are to look to. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please remember to visit the website at www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com. Don't forget to download the podcast and also leave some reviews so I kind of know what you're thinking. And I always love to pray for people. So send your prayer request to walkbyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com. God bless you this week and thank you so much for joining me as we walk by faith and not by sight.